but I know how I work. I, I don't want to get a book and I didn't, I didn't want to learn how to build any a website. I wanted to build a website. Mm-hmm. So my way of doing that is to find somebody who needs help and then just go and help them and learn as I go. Hey listeners, welcome back to Soul in the Game. This is a very special episode for me because I got to talk to someone who really inspires me on social media, that is on Twitter, that I generally use. He is someone who really loves helping businesses generate leads using Google Ads and dynamic landing pages. I learn a lot from the conversation and from him generally. I've been in couple of discussions before and I always enjoy listening to his deep wisdom about internet. He shares his story. He lives in uh, Dublin, Ireland and um, very honored to be talking to him. He took the time to talk to me on this podcast and share his values and experience listen and enjoy. If you have not subscribed to this podcast yet, please do subscribe and listen away. Thank you so much for, you know, coming on this podcast, Soul in the Game. And um, you are, you already have a podcast as well. And uh, you are an expert, as I understand, going over some of your uh, podcast recordings and really love the first one that I that I was listening before earlier on about um, you helping the electrician with um, how you got started. Um, yeah. Very, very touching story as well. Very nice. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking time to come on this and talk well uh, thank you for thank you for inviting me on um and actually thank you for listening to some of the podcasts as well and like that that particular story is kind of my founding story i suppose Mm -hmm. how i got started in my particular business and i do like talking about it um i didn't realize it was a founding story until i found out later later on that that there's such a thing as a founding story where you you tell people how you got going and people like that and then they can get it behind your mission or whatever it is um, and there's quite a few things in that story. So I'll, I'll just recount it quickly uh, that maybe in 2009 is uh, a friend. He's an electrician. He was out of work, uh, because the economy had tanked and he's like the wife, a baby on the way, two kids already. And he had to hand his van back. So like, that was the beginning of the end for him. And I was an IT guy at the time and I was trying to figure out how to be, you know, help smaller businesses rather than be paid just by big enterprise companies because I was an IT contractor for 10 years. I always knew, knew I was seen as a cost and I kind of wanted to help smaller businesses. So I figured if I could build websites, that would help me to help, you know, I could help businesses in town rather than just big multinationals. Um, but I know how I work. I, I don't want to get a book and I didn't, I didn't want to learn how to build any a website. I wanted to build a website. So my way of doing that is to find somebody who needs help and then just go and help them and learn as I go. Otherwise, I'd have gone down a rabbit hole of getting all the books from the library or going on courses or or I must do a master's in web design if if such a thing exists. So as soon as I made it my goal to help somebody, I kind of got out of my own way. I didn't hit the books until I needed to. And then, in fact, I didn't hit books. I hit Google, didn't I? You know, I'd be stuck at this, stuck at that. I just fixed it. I got a website up and running for him, uh, but he had no phone calls. And that, the whole point was to help him, not to build a website, really. You know, so it was to actually help this guy. And uh, so right. I built a website. He got no phone calls. That's no good, is it? So that's when I learned about SEO. You've got to get ranked. You've got to get found. Um, so I started reading a book on SEO to try and figure that out. And I remember a voucher for Google Ads fell out. And that was called uh, AdWords back then. So... It was a 50 euro voucher. So I created an account through Google, uh, through the 50 euros into it. 
started running ads and I remember him ringing me at work. So I was an IT guy on site and he rang, Andy, I've had a phone call. And I was like, oh my goodness, what? So I actually stood up. I was in a daze. I just stood up and started walking around. Oh my goodness, it actually works. But he said, Andy, I've had a phone call. It works, it works. So like, if you imagine how excited I was, he was 10 times as excited because I'd just thrown him a a lifeline. I'd given him hope that he'd be able to like, feed the kids and keep a roof over his head and get a van back and you know so we managed to do that we managed to get him enough business to keep a roof over his head and whenever I recount that story and there's loads of other little things I can recount and learnings from that but the main one for me was that I that's my kind of my mission now is to help people keep a roof over the head you know so when you work when I worked as an IT guy in big corporations whether I turned up or not kind of didn't make a difference there was a big team and you know, they, I, I, if I left, some, they could just replaced me. You'd feel like a small cog in a massive machine. Whereas if I can help like a local tradesman or a business owner, someone trying to get going, and they're trying to, you know, get that, that first pay, the first phone call, the first sale, the first whatever, and then get to the point where they're self-sufficient. That's kind of, that kind of what does it for me. Um, and then the other learning from that story is that if I learned for myself, I knew anyway, but it just iterated it to me that if your goal is to help somebody, you get out of your own way and you get stuff done. If your goal is to build something or to, like, if my goal was to build a social network, I'd go out for reading books and I'd try and look at best practices, et cetera, of how to build a social network or a directory or whatever, instead of actually, oh, hold on, a directory's purpose is to connect people looking for plumbers uh, with plumbers. All I'm trying to do is connect people. You know, as soon as you make it a goal to to help people, then everything else sort of falls into place. That that's such a amazing foundation or or an intention for having the own business or freelancing, right? Um, and I see you you walk the talk because you're on Twitter constantly constantly reflecting the same thing and uh, even just coming on this podcast is you're helping me to um, learn about AdWords or um, about B2B business sales and yeah. uh, and just freelancing how, how to get started which we will be going into um, soon so that having that foundation as a, that the intention as the foundation um, how did you know that I mean was it just that you have always been helpful and you listen to yourself and then you wanted to help? Was it like an internal calling or, or was it um, because I have been in corporate world as well. Like I'm, I'm in the IT sector, just like the same thing. Um, and I've also quit my job and uh, I took a different turn. Um, I went into environmental science and, and then I'm coming back to, IT now but I'm in somewhat confused state we Mm -hmm. can I can talk to you about it later on offline but I'm in that confused circle which route I should be taking or or how can I go forward and um, having that intention of helping um, and thinking about that to make the decision is 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 very good but sometimes somewhere in the middle you start questioning oh is it the right right thing to do so have you had that kind of moments or how do you navigate well, those steps? yeah okay there's a really good book that i read a couple of years ago i think uh i think it's called give and take by a guy called adam Andy grant. grant adam yes. grant i think it is adam yeah grant. yes I, if i get the name correct and that was you, an aha yeah. moment me I, I actually listened to it rather than read it it was a really long book and he backed up everything with so many case studies and whatnot it was kind of hard in places but I got Mm -hmm. the eye opener for me the aha moment was when he described people as broadly being there's givers people who give more than they receive it's their nature to give there's um, matches people who kind of reciprocate if you give to me then I'll give back and you know but I won't give first maybe and then there's takers people who are just out to take for themselves and it's just not in their makeup to to give. They don't. Well, why would I give unless I'm going to get more and etc. Um, mm-hmm. And the aha moment for me was that people think different, right? And then for me to go, oh, I'm one of the I'm one of the givers. I I think 
I'm a giver. That's what I do. Mm. Whenever, when I was a kid, if I got a new toy and some friends came around, I'd be out showing them the new toy, getting them to play. Oh, play with this. Oh, this is great. Or this is a new book. You can borrow my book. <laughs> be letting, I haven't even read it yet. And I'd be lending out my little comic books and stuff. So that was me as a kid. And I get really excited. The most excited I get probably is when I'm explaining stuff that I've figured out and I want to explain it to people. Oh my goodness, I've just found some, I figured something out about whatever it is. And I try and help people with it. Um, so that they get as excited about it as me. So that's, and I know from doing lots of, well, maybe three times in my life, and when in the corporate world, people in the team would have to do all these personality profiling. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. the the, yes. the, uh, the business, like there's 40 people in the team. They want to figure out who's the, you know, person with all the ideas who's a complete finisher who gets tasks done and etc and if a team of 40 there was me and another guy and we were i think what uh, i can't remember what we were called but basically our role was t- team workers that's what we were our mm. role we were best at like getting the team working really well yeah and i was like i was a bit depressed by that I was like, oh do i not get anything done but now <laughs> i actually think whoa that's actually a really really good skill if you can get the best out of people just yeah. by like the way you interact with them and mm. you know you talk them up and all that kind of stuff and i think to be a team worker anyway you have to you have to think about the other people if you're going to get a be a good team member you have to think about other people and build them up and you're a parent i'm a parent you know with kids you have to give them lots of attention if you want all the attention it's not going to work with a kid they're too young they want the attention as we get older we learn oh it's not about me it's about them and you give attention and really that's probably the most precious commodity isn't it kids will do anything to get attention they'll be naughty even to get your attention um, and as people get older they still want would like attention they maybe don't you know express it in the same way but people want attention with a loud exhaust on the cars or the whatever and even as you get older just you might not be craving it the same way right you're confident but if somebody just said oh well done that was really good enjoyed that or that, i appreciate you I, I learned this and i learned that then wow they just open up like flowers so i realized once i was re- listening to that oh right okay so that i've always been like that but now i understand why some people take it the wrong way mm. they think that oh, what's, what are you trying to do why are you trying to help me you know you know so they're kind of naturally suspicious of it sometimes yeah. and it's because they just don't think that way and it's no, there's no judgment there. They just don't think that way. That's fine. So for me, realizing that, A, I was a giver, and that not everybody is, with two great aha moments. And then the other one from that book, the other main takeaway from that book for me was when he described people in an organization, and he said that right at the bottom, who never never progressed in their careers would be the givers, because they're so concerned about helping everyone else that they their own career doesn't take off. Okay. And then in the middle would be um, the matches and the takers. And then he was surprised at the top were the givers again. At the top of the of the organization leading it were givers. It's just that they had figured out how to give in such a way that they limited the downside of like people maybe taking from them or taking advantage mm-hmm. of that. Okay. So they kind of let they, I'm guessing that they understood their natural tendencies and knew how to make use of them in such a way that they helped more people. Mm-hmm. And right, so as a business owner, it's very tempting, very, very tempting as a freelancer to undercharge. And I'm guilty of this all the time, of pricing too low, et cetera, because you're trying to give, you're trying to, you don't want to be seen as taking. But if, if you're going to be a business owner, there's like, there's a two steps to being a business owner. You've got to help people and you've got to get paid for doing it. And for someone like me, I have to go, oh, okay. Not only is do I have to charge, but it's the right thing to do because if otherwise my business goes out of business and I can't help anyone anymore. And then I heard a quote from um, a guy, MJ DeMarco, who's written a couple of great books, um, The Millionaire Fastlane and Unscripted. And one of his little lines okay, I heard was, uh, money is proof you helped your fellow man. So if you've grown up thinking, oh, money's the root of all evil, or money's bad, or et cetera, et cetera. Well, what if it's proof that you've helped somebody? So that I, so I like the idea that business is about helping people, getting paid to help them, and then helping more people. Because if you can do that, then you get paid more, and then etc. And I, so, if I want to help more people with my skill set, then really I need to get paid. 
build team, build processes, build systems, get smarter as a business owner so that I can scale it and help more people rather than just the few people, the few clients I currently have. So that turns it all for me as a giver is like, I need to get paid to do this. Yeah. I can't just do all this for free because then I'm not going to make a dent in the world. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that So that is keeps you motivated and keeps your momentum going. Right. Otherwise it's, it will halt and um, not making money will be like, I mean, I've been there. Um, what am I doing? This is not working out. And then you have to figure out something else and then take another route or go somewhere else. So um, yeah, it, whenever I a, get stuck, whenever yeah. I get stuck, I just think, is this thing I'm doing, is it actually helping anyone? Like my clients, for instance, is it helping them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This thing I'm doing. And if it's not, then should I be doing it? What can I do to actually be helping them to be improving the campaigns that I'm running for them? Or when I'm on Twitter, it's like I, t- I tweeted something, got loads of likes and stuff and whatnot, but did it in- get anyone to take action or did it, yeah. you know, inspire them to do anything else? Or, you know, so if I'm tweeting a lot and I'm engaging people and making a nice community and everything, and okay, you can lift people up so that they go off and do stuff, but you know is it the best use of my time if not if it's not actually help is it actually helping them to do anything or is it just nice yeah yeah so are you mainly in google ads or any kind of digital ads um mainly i'd say 100 in, in google ads and just ads on the google search engine because google ads can have be youtube can be ads on youtube Mm-hmm. can be ads in your gmail can be ads on blogs like the google display network i just like running ads on the paid search en- uh, sorry on the search engine itself um, because well i think there's enough work there if i just specialize in that it doesn't work for every business because some businesses there's just hardly anybody searching it's so niche maybe that nobody you know there's no search volume but there's enough businesses where there is search volume so that i i focus on that recently you know i've been on twitter but i've only been right so i had an account since 2011 that seems to be a very common story a lot of people have had accounts for 10 years and all of a sudden they've been on for the last four months or something getting really active and under, realizing that twitter is a great place for connecting with people as like we have and then you end up on calls or messaging and and you're making friends and similar-minded people um so it's a fabulous platform and i've been tweeting and then I've been questioning, like, hold on, am I spending quite a lot of time on here just commenting and replying? And is it is it moving the needle for me or anybody else? Um, so then I've started running ads on Twitter because I'm an ads kind of guy. It's like, oh, I wonder how this works. And I'm finding it fascinating. Um, it is is different. Obviously, there's some similarities. I can take my, you know, my media buying brain to Twitter ads and, and look at it. But I, I haven't figured it out. But what's interesting Sorry, what's different is on Google Ads, the trick is whatever they search for is what you give them. So if they're looking for a plumber in Dublin, your ad says Dublin plumbers. And then your landing page says looking for a plumber in Dublin. You know, if you've got a match, or it's just those three got to match. If they're looking for a plumber job in Dublin, it's very different. They're looking for a plumber's job in Dublin. Yeah. And those two people probably want to meet each other, actually. One's looking for a plumber, one's looking for a job. But like the words the search intent behind the words is so important and i love that because uh it's i'm quite simplistic it's like oh plumber you're looking for plumber in cork which uh, you're looking for plumber in london you're looking for plumber in dublin i know exactly what you what ads are showing in front of you it's you know location and the, the, the plumber and i know what to put on the landing page with twitter it's very different in that it's people are scrolling you go on to twitter mostly to just scroll, catch up on news, read stuff, catch up on what your friends, you might have a list of friends and you see what they're talking about, what's Elon Musk up to at the moment or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like Facebook. There's a scrolling going on if they're on the phone um, and actually when you're on the desktop. And the ads have to stop the scroll. So they have to, you know, they weren't physically on looking for, searching for anything, you know. So, but what I've, what's, what I've noticed is I'm running, I'm running, I'm putting ad spend behind my tweets. So I just put ad spend behind all the tweets I've done and just observed what happened. Which ones bring me followers? And my profile is set up. I talk about Google ads in my profile. So it's fun. Well, it's not funny. It's it's, it's, it's turned out that 
all my tweets about Google ads and threads I've created about Google ads are the ones that are bringing me followers. Because if that gets in front of somebody and they go, oh, that's interesting. I I actually, um, I'm running Google ads or I'm interested in running Google ads. Then they click, they read this thread. Okay, I'm going to check this guy out. Oh, he's a Google ads dude. That's what he says in his bio. He does Google ads. Then they're going to follow. And it kind of makes all make sense. So I'm, I'm fascinated by that. The fact that I've actually got no targeting on. I'm not targeting people who are interested in business or following business guys or marketing guys. I've just literally told Twitter, look, I just target people in the US, UK, Canada, over 18. Here's my here's my tweets. I'll pay you 20 cents or whatever for every follower. And it goes out and tries to find the followers. And I have no clue <laughs> where wow. they're coming from yet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you you have to pay for every follower that you don't pay in advance. Yeah. No, you pay for when you get a follower. And this is one of the differences I've noticed between Google ads yeah. and say Twitter ads is that on Google, I might say I have a target of paying two euro for every email I sign up. You might have a target. So Google will try and get to that target CPA cost per acquisition, but it might be horribly wrong. It might because you pay per click and if you mm-hmm. buy like a thousand clicks and nobody signs up because you, you your landing page isn't great then you've paid a thousand you've got no for no followers uh, no sign up sorry Nothing. whereas on twitter it, you actually bid 20 cents per follower and that's what you're going to pay up to 20 cents per follower so they only charge you when you get a follower that's very interesting i did not know that nice no, I didn't. So, either. <laughs> Until yeah, I the, yeah. The, the going back to your um, the Google search thing, right? The one thing that struck me was when we are searching. You do you ha- when you are setting up the ads? Do you have to think like a person who is searching? I mean, it's an obvious question. Yeah, I think I know the answer, but <laughs> but what I'm trying to get here is let's say the language, like I'm from India and the way I would type would be different from somebody, um, like the language barrier. If, if I'm, if, does it look for the sentence or just the, the keyword, like, um, just pump plumb, plumber in Dublin, pump plumber Dublin, and then just match that jobs versus no jobs, just have plumber Dublin jobs versus plumber, yeah. plumber juggling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what people type into Google is a search term. So let's call that a search term. People get very confused by this um, because when they do SEA, search engine optimization, they all call it a keyword. What what was typed into Google was a keyword. But in Google ads, what you bid on is a keyword. You bid on a phrase and you hope it matches the correct search term. So what they type into Google is a search term. What you bid on is a keyword. And I think it's one of the biggest reasons people lose money with Google ads is they go, oh, I want to show for that keyword, meaning search term. And they just add and enter it into their account in what we call broad match. And Google just rubs their hand with glee and shows you for loads of other stuff. So the business owner doesn't realize they're showing for lots of things, not the thing they typed in the keyword. Okay, so if they type in a search term, somebody types in a search term, we bid on words, a keyword, either phrase match, exact match, broad match. And we try and get it so that it matches a set of search terms that are what we want to show for. So if we, if we bid on plumbers Dublin in, in with phrase match with quotes around it, then we want to appear, we could appear if somebody types in best plumbers Dublin, it's got the phrase plumbers Dublin in it or plumbers Dublin near Rathmines, another area where we've got plumbers Dublin as as in phrase so that appears in that little search term so therefore we were eligible to show google's made it a bit fuzzier over time it's not quite as good as that anymore all the all the media buyers all the pro google ads folks trying to do this for their clients are getting really confused about the match types but that's in theory what's supposed to happen now you're right somebody might put in um how to get a job Uh, don't plumbers dublin they might type it in like that and you'd still be eligible to show. So you, in advance, you're going to be, oh, right, we don't want people looking for a job or courses or certificates or salaries. Maybe they're trying to find out if, or 
apprenticeships and things like yeah. that. So you add those as negative words. So if, if those appeared in the search term, you don't show. But you're right. You have to put yourself in the, sh in the shoes of the person searching. So I worked in an insurance company and they kept asking, they were, I remember being asked, are we bidding on vehicle insurance? And I said, well, we are, but nobody types in vehicle insurance. They type in car insurance. Everyone yeah. types in car insurance, not vehicle insurance. You, internally, we call it vehicle insurance. Right, you, right. you know, in your meetings, right. you're going to say, well, the vehicle insurance is doing this, home insurance is that, travel insurance. But everyone calls it car insurance and a few van insurance, a few motorcycle insurance. So you might have industry-specific words that you use, but it's what, mm -hmm. what does a consumer type in? You know, you've got to put yourself in their shoes and try and figure out what they're typing in. Right. So do you have to, how do you get that knowledge? How do you get that? It's an intuition almost because you have to have, uh, have that knowledge built in. You can't read books and then learn from that. You have to talk well, you, to people or. Um, okay. So I, so I do it for clients. So I literally have been talking today to two different prospects about their businesses and they're telling me what their service is and they're giving me a clue about what words they think people will be typing in that indicates yeah. they're looking to actually buy or to ring them because they're, they're service providers these, these businesses so on google i'll just go off at a tangent for a second on google i like to think of people either searching with a cup of coffee in hand they're doing research it's like uh, if they type in london they're not yeah. look ready to book a hotel in london there may be a kid doing a project london oh okay i need some facts to go in my project or it's somebody like london okay like or what to do in london things to do in london population london they're, they've got a cup of coffee in hand they're just doing research when they type in london hotels london king's cross which is an area in london they've got their phone in the hand or credit card in hand and they now want to book like ring somebody and book or like pay online so when I was speaking to these business owners, I always tell them that, is it a credit card or a info? Is it a buyer or an info seeker? You know, we want to get your buyers to your page first, to your website, people who are already got, already have the phone in hand and want to ring you or already have the credit card out and want to buy. Cause there are people on Google, literally, I need to find like emergency plumber now yes. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah? Right. So right, if right. you're in a plumber, you want to f appear in front of people who say search for emergency plumber near me and they're in, in your location or yeah. plumber and then the location right so for these two service businesses are completely different i was like right so what is your service um what might people i asked them what might people be searching for do you think that indicates they have a phone in hand they literally want to speak to you so it would be xyz service plus location typically okay um and then what i'll do tomorrow is i will go to the google keyword planner which is a free tool from google so all you have to do is open a Google Ads account, um, try and avoid entering your, cre your credit card details on creating a campaign. There's ways of doing it. It's just it's slightly hidden. There's little links you click and, and you avoid all their wizards that, that get you to create a campaign and enter your billing details and have an ad running before you know it. So you get in there, use a keyword planner. You I will enter the keywords they've given me. Right, it's called the keyword planner, but I would like to call them search terms. I'll enter the search terms they've given me it will tell me in the UK there's estimated search monthly search volume for those search terms is, you know, whatever, a hundred, a thousand, whatever. And it will give me suggested other search terms that are related. And you can enter up to 10 keywords, search terms into the tool, and it can give you back thousands related. And if I do that, often I'll do that on a call with the client, the prospect or the client, and they will be looking at my screen and I'll be like, what does that one mean? And they'll be like, oh, that's, oh my goodness, that's so exciting. I hadn't thought of that, that they're thinking that there's people that's even searching that way. I would have never have thought that. Um, so even I was chatting to a guy last night and he do, they do outbound, um, they, they, cold, they cold call almost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, and I, I was trying to think, well, okay, if I'm a marketer and I don't know technically your inside sales is what he calls it. If I don't know inside sales, what would I be looking for? I might call outbound team, outreach team. And he was like, oh, never thought of that. And then we had to look and there's search volume for that. And he was like, oh, right. So so he gave me some ideas. I tried to put myself in those shoes if I could. And then we went to the keyword planner and he gave us all these suggestions that were related. And he got excited about some that he hadn't thought of. And then often you'll find the business owner goes, really? They search that way? 
you know, an obvious one would be car insurance, not vehicle insurance. I could show them, well, how do anyone looks for vehicle insurance? But car insurance, massive. Yeah, yeah. You you got to be very smart and um, think on in terms of smart in a way as in understand what's going on outside because it's very easy to get caught in in technology. Just get 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 too detailed into technical words rather than actually understanding how people think, which you need the yeah. people you need to understand how people think than what computer thinks here. Yeah. And you, right. Oh, yeah. One of the problems, <laughs> the whole industry for digital marketing, they talk about traffic. You probably heard people talking about how much yes, traffic. Yes. How much, we need yeah. more traffic. Like, yeah. What is traffic? What are you talking about? We need more clicks. We only had 10 clicks yesterday. And I'll be like, well, hold on. You had 10 people visit your website looking for a funeral director in Edinburgh. Like there's a story. Like, if, if we now think about it as people, not traffic, it's like, hello, that's 10 people looking for a funeral director or divorce lawyer in bristol or whatever right i like to think of the google search engine that little bar is like a little letterbox into their well not into their soul that's a bit dramatic but into their kind of into their house or into into the mm -hmm. computer through the computer at them at mm -hmm. somebody's searching for um things to do in champagne region france or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. does does turmeric help cancer goodness yeah. you know <laughs> hello i, I must you, have searched that <laughs> yeah things like that and yes, you're like, yes. okay, and you're just calling it traffic. You had like traffic. You want more traffic? Hello, those are people. Every search that some person has typed in, there's a story behind that. They're person just like you. They've got hopes, dreams, fears, worries. So my first thing that I tell people, like, if you want to get good at digital marketing, is stop using the word traffic. Stop using mm. the word clicks. When we tell clients, uh, every Monday we send a report to all clients and said, last week you had, you spent whatever, two 200 or 2000 euros and you had x number of visitors we call them visitors we don't say clicks yes visitors even the word visitor if like you had a visitor to your home you're like oh goodness me i better tidy up now hadn't i yes and we're going to welcome <laughs> them in yeah so like you when someone visits your website you should be like oh my goodness i need to put my best foot forward and i welcome them and oh no sorry you're in the wrong place i'll you know next door is where he wanted to go or whatever you know, so just calling them visitors, just just the tiny little words that people use, they just dehumanize the whole process. And then when you once you dehumanize it, you have traffic, we need more traffic, then you can't put yourself in their shoes anymore. Yes. You can't you don't yes. realize. Yeah. 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 That that's very you have to do you have to remind yourself to do that? Do you or are you tuned into that pretty much? Because I'm pretty tuned I, in. Yeah, yeah, pretty tuned in. Nice. That that's that's uh, you've been doing this and you're experienced and you're good at it. So you have to, yeah, you've made yourself tune in. And um, I wanted to talk, ask you about. You've touched on on courses a lot mm. as well. You uh, in your tweets and um, even when we have chatted before, and how do we create courses or, or is it more like encouraging people who are, who like to help? Uh, do we keep the same mindset when we are going into the courses area or is it more of what I know? So I'll create something based off of that. How, how do we balance that, um, that thing? I'll, I'll tell you what worked for me. And um, yeah. so I find when I look at lots of people, they go off to create a blog. Well, I'm going to create a blog. You're like, okay, hold on. What? Is it your goal to build, create a blog? Your goal to build a website? Or is your goal to help someone? So if your goal is to help someone with this knowledge that you have, so in my case, mm -hmm. I, I can help people with Google Ads. I could create a blog and write articles on Google Ads. and But is that going to help anybody if nobody sees it? Or I could be on in a Facebook group of business owners. I'm in a Facebook group of 3000 business owners, Irish business owners. And if somebody in there says, Oh, goodness me, I'm stuck on Google ads. I could say, Oh, come and have a look at my blog article. Or I could just be there and go, Oh, what is what? How can I help you? What, what is, what's up? And they could tell me and then I could answer it. And I could do it there. And then in that Facebook group, 
instead of like trying to get the traffic and put in air quotes to my website oh my mm. goodness no my goal is to help someone so just go and do it go and help them now, now all of a sudden you don't need a blog and a website right so i've been kind of in business 10 years doing this and i don't really have a website my, my andyblack.net i've only just made it a little page and it's got links to like my youtube channel and soundcloud and for the podcast yeah. but that was for 10 years just a redirect to my linkedin profile so that was my website but what i did is i was in forums and facebook groups of business owners because I, I just want to be in uh, chatting to business owners I'm, I'm just fascinated by business and if somebody's got a problem i'll try and help them and sometimes it's about google ads and sometimes it's about something completely different but i'm like oh have you tried this when i was trying to get a contractor to do xyz i did this and you're just in as a part of the community helping and if i find that uh, somebody asks a question and it's about google ads and i reply and then someone else asks a question two weeks later and it's similar i go oh hold on i know i know this i can type it up quicker this time and then a third time i'm like oh i'm getting really quick at doing this but hold on this keeps happening I better go and create an article on this now mm. because I've yeah. helped three people with this. And actually I, I don't even have to think about writing this article. I can just write, it flows off my fingers because I've done it three times. And the third time it was really short and succinct. I got to the point and all this feedback of what did you mean by this? And I had to read for it, phrase stuff, bang, there's my article. Now the next time somebody asks that, a question, that uh, similar, same question, I can just say, oh, by the way, I've created something help i can do a little you need to try xyz blah 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 for more info it's over here and like i've been doing that for say seven years in a forum and all wow. the threads they're in the forum so it's not like I, oh go i'm linking out to my website all the time right right, right. I, it's, I just keep linking to things i've already written in the forum and what what that means is by my by making it my goal to help people there and then i i end up like writing it up there and then a response and it's in a forum or a facebook group is uh, so i'm helping someone i'm being i'm being seen helping someone by other people mm -hmm. all right so you, as soon as you start writing about something you start becoming an expert so i've been writing about twitter ads even though i don't do it and somebody's people are starting to tag me people are starting to pm me or dm me andy can you give me a hand with the twitter ads what are you doing for this and what are you doing for that and i'm like well and I, but i know this is what happens you just start talking about it and people start following you the leader is a right. It's a great uh, line. People listen to experts; they follow leaders. That's by a guy Dan Gallopo, I think his name is. He was uh, mm. understudy to Gary Halbert, like one of the greatest copywriters in the world. But he, people listen to experts; they follow leaders. So what is a leader? If you think of like cows in a field, and one cow decides to go over there and eat the grass over there, he just looks and starts walking over. Other look, cows maybe look up and go, "Oh, what's he doing? Oh, he's still going." Or she, sorry. Mm. Is she still going? There we go. I'm going to trot behind. And mate, before you know it, all the cows are wandering over there. The one at the front doesn't even know the rest are following. Just decided that plump, clump of grass over there looked kind of tasty. Just set off. So you just pick a direction, get started, keep going. Before you know it, you've created a vacuum behind you and people sort of tuck in. All right. So I started writing about helping people with Google ads. Before I knew it, I started creating articles about it and kept linking people to it. Other people kept linking people to it. Other people tagged me when somebody had a problem with Google Ads. It was like, oh, and, and they tagged me to bring me into the conversation. That's when you know you're starting to get positioned as the XYZ guy or the XYZ girl, yes. is when other people start tagging you rather than you going, oh, I'm really, All right, so I don't go in going, oh, I'm really good at this. I just answer it. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And then people did keep messaging me, Andy, I've got a course. I'm like, no, no, no I haven't got a course, I'm too busy. I don't want to create a course, take me hours and forever. And the idea of creating a course was just huge. Whoa, I, I don't know how to create a course. I'm, I've got clients, I'll deal with them. And then one guy eventually a few years ago messaged me and said, I've been through all your 40 Google ads threads. And because they're like a few years old, and there's lots of comments in them and replies. And it says it took me four days of six hours a day. I was like, what? Oh dear, now I'm doing you a oh guy, I'm doing everyone a disservice. I'm not helping you now because you're now in a consuming, you're just consuming for days and hours when you should have an ad running within an hour. So I'm now doing you guys a disservice. So then I decided to write a better create a course. And I created the course and it was one hour long. I made it as short and condensed as possible because in those 
years, I'd kept jumping on Zoom calls for free with people, looking over their account, helping them. And not only did I find the common things they were doing wrong, but I also figured out why they kept doing it wrong. They kept on, they kept calling it a keyword. I was like, no, 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 that's a search term. What's a search term? I'm like, search terms is what they typed in. Is that not what they typed in? No, that's what you're binning on. So that's when I figured, so that's, you know, I'd write an article about that. Um, so I, I made it an hour long. It's not really short instead of like, like oh, God, it's got to be 12 hours long to do a proper comprehensive course. My, literally, this will get you up and running in an hour. I've got like videos in it that are like two to three minutes long. And each video is named the thing that you're going to do. And I don't even introduce it in the video. I don't say, in this video, we're going to learn how to create it. We just bang straight in because the title of the video says what we're going to do in the video. And then I positioned it. I just released it into the forum and said, um, you can go through all my stuff. It's free. Is that you know maybe eighteen hours worth, or you can buy a, a course on Udemy. It's twenty four hours and it's ten dollars, or my one hour course for three hundred dollars. And a lot of people put a value on their time, and they don't want to go through five hours worth of courses. So they a lot of people just sort of buying it, you know, just sort of trickled in. Um, yeah. Over yeah. So there we go. That's how I got into courses. Yeah, yeah. I mean the theme common theme i see here is community helping giving and uh, that's how you build audience or not an audience but your your network your um community actually <laughs> so yeah. you're you're helping and then you, people come back to you it's 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 all over the place it's even in real life um i mean in in non-virtual world we go to people who have who helped us before or we we know we've heard about this person is good at this and we go to them to ask even in corporate world it's similar like oh this guy knows so you go to go to that person all the time yeah and i would uh, say yeah i would sorry. just sorry i'm interrupting um you don't get sent to somebody's help who's an expert but they're not helpful an expert but they're rude you know you get sent mm. to somebody, oh, you should go and check with with Andy. He's sound, he's really nice and he's and he might and he's good at figuring stuff out. Yes. Yeah. They'd I'd rather a competent plumber went round to visit my mum who showed up on time and was and was had good manners than the best plumber in the world who was rude. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the fact that you're helpful. So you don't even need to be an expert or have skills. You can just be helpful. And then yes. people will see that you're helpful, that you figure things out, that you've helped that person to figure that thing that you didn't know before. And then they will, you automatically, like I get people saying, oh, Andy, can you help us with the SEO? And I'm like, I don't do SEO. Can you help us with the WordPress website? I don't do that either. And, you know, so once you're <laughs> yeah. helpful yeah, and you help somebody, yeah. you, that, that's one of the biggest fallacies, every, every really thick myths, I suppose. Everyone thinks you have to be an expert to help someone. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, not at all. It, the another thing that I've, I wanted to ask you about earlier was um, SEO. Regarding SEO, is uh, you know the domain names we have. I've heard that you get a good domain name like Best Lawyer, and I live in Arizona in US, so Best Lawyer in Arizona. That's the domain name, and it helps with the key like keyword search in Google. Is that true like um that itself is a domain name and when people type in that pops up i i think maybe more so in the past maybe it does help now but i'm not not an expert seo expert it's just that i think if you're trying to match the actual search term that's most popular like best people type things in in a weird way right we type in what we're yeah. looking for and where Typically, I think that's come from using yellow pages and directories where you type in, what right. are you looking for? Where plumber Dublin. So if you call your website plumberdublin.com, no, .ie, because it's Ireland, that would look a bit odd. It'll be Dublin Plumbing is the name of a business, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. It, it might look, you might try to match the search term that they type in. But when people look at it, they're going to be, eh, what is that? That's, that looks a bit odd. It just doesn't feel, seem like a company name. Yeah, so there's the danger of that. So I I think, you know, personally, I'd rather have a, when I start a project, I'd rather have a domain name that kind of makes a bit of sense, but is vague enough that I can change what's on it, mm -hmm. right? So may, 
so if I right, so I live in a county called Kildare in Ireland, and maybe I have a friend and he's a lawyer. A, yeah, you mentioned lawyer, a lawyer, and I want to help him. I could maybe put him on a, a domain mykildare.ie, yeah, and I'll just put a little a little page for him for like his business, and I could run ads to it. And then someone else could come along. Oh, look, I, you know, we do fire fire safety stuff throughout the county. Oh, okay. So I'll just put another page on for him. Now, if somebody saw the ads, so I'm not talking SEO now, or if somebody saw the ads, michaeldare.ie slash whatever the bookkeeping, bookkeeper's name or the business name is or whatever, lawyer's name, they'd be like, oh, okay. It's, it's related to, it's, I'm in Kildare. I'm going to click and come through to that. Now, if they've got enough volume, for a particular business, I might be like, well, you know what? It might be worth you setting up a website now, a full-blown website, because there's enough volume for you. Or mm. what typically happens is if we're doing an electrician. So I did this work for my electrician friend, and we had Dublin Electrical or something like that, Dublin Dash Electrical, I think is the domain name we got, which looks pretty ugly. We found that a lot of people are looking for washing machine repairs, cooker repairs, and oven repairs. So we went and got Dublin washing machine repairs website, Dublin cooker repairs website, Dublin oven repairs website, and then three for the county Kildare as well. And then we just ran ads to those. And yes, it helped because if somebody's looking for washing machine repairs in Dublin, the domain is Dublin washing machine repairs, the, the click through rate on the ad goes up. So yeah. it certainly helps to get specific with Google ads. But you do it in a way, I think you do it in a way so that the domain looks like a business name. You're not trying to match the kind of search term that they type in. And mm -hmm. me personally, if like all the little projects, I've got a graveyard of domain names. I've got stacks of domain names that I haven't used yet. But they're all kind of what I'd call brandable. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so if you're trying to rank for um, best car insurance Dublin, it's very hard everyone else is going to be bidding on that and if somebody types in you're oh i'll need to find what's that who's the who have you got your car insurance with best car insurance ireland or whatever and they type in best car insurance ireland every other business is bidding on that you don't have a brand name to defend yeah right and yeah. How, how many of them are actually looking for your brand and how many are just looking for best car insurance ireland yeah and don't yeah. haven't heard of your brand so the the big one of the biggest brands for car insurance or insurance in Ireland is 123.ie. It's like, well, oh, what's wow. that got to do with our insurance? <laughs> but now everybody knows 123.ie, just log on and save money. It's on the radio. It's annoying. Yeah, and it's a little jingle. The mm -hmm. But the number of people who just type in 123.ie into Google, you can see the search volume for their brand is, is massive compared to all the others. And they've just made it so that it's an uh, insurance yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't really think that the best insurance in Ireland, that's not the website, but it's... It, it's you the... might have that domain to try and rank, to try and rank for that particular right. keyword. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't make it my business name. Right. You might have the domain, a little microsite, possibly trying to rank it. And then maybe like, people visit the hit and they don't realize, but mm -hmm. actually it's got your brand name on it. And then maybe you mm -hmm. send them off to your website. But you probably put every, all the link juice going into your main website, whatever your brand is. Yeah. Wow. This is um, a lot of information as in somebody who's not into ad yet, right? If, yeah. if I'm thinking of starting something and um, I have to prepare myself to get into this area, um, I know where to, who to come to, or, or even if I have a friend who is looking for help in this area, I know who, where I can um navigate them to mm -hmm. but learning just you know from you it's it's um it, it's very valuable because it feels like okay next time when i hear in something i'm like oh andy told me about this so i already have an idea um or have have conversation better conversation and um, go into deeper levels of learning so yeah th this this was very good and um I don't want to take up a lot of your time because I know it's uh, almost, what time is it? 
it's almost 11 o'clock but I work till midnight wow. all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right right and um, we learned about I mean I learned about freelancing and um, community and going about with um, helping people and um, of course courses and SEO as well in almost at the end which uh, that's it's a lot of information for me because it's um i'm not in this area of work so but uh, it's all about i think the common theme is about yeah. just helping people helping if you make it a goal to help people everything else falls into place yes google ads yes. suddenly makes sense when you're helping people um having a weird domain name to try and rank for such and such but people look at yeah. it weird if you put yourself in their shoes then it's going to look then you then you go hmm, that's actually dumb let's not do that let's call it something that bit you know um and really like my very favorite business quote of all time is from mother Teresa of all people and it's never worry about numbers help one person at a time and always start with the person closest to you mm. Wow. Like, look what she did you know she made a big dent but she yes. came in and just yes. saw the first person who needed help and started there so i did the same with my friend and if people want to get started in business just look around your current network of people and just see if you can help people it's ideally business owners you know look, sorry if you're going to do digital marketing sorry you want to help business owners if you're, going to, if you're going to be a digital marketing freelancer just find out like you might have aunties and uncles or your mother she's running a website i've spoke to people and they go oh my mom has a website and she sells socks off the web well there you go why don't you start there why were you trying to think of cold calling loads of people start at home start with people you already know and take it from there and all we have to do is help people with an eye to i wonder if i can get paid to do this not necessarily from this person but from the next person so i help my friend for free still helping him for free 11 years later I'm still telling that story 11 years later and it's still bringing me business. That one for person I started for free with. Such an incredible story, Andy. That, that That's very inspirational. Like um, just listening to that and it makes me think of who have helped me and who I can help. It, it's yeah. both in two ways. Um, and I very feel very thankful if I feel the gratitude I just feel the gratitude whenever I think of the story that you shared so thank you so much for sharing your story your um, your knowledge and your time well thank you for reaching out I know you're a little bit shy to do so don't know why <laughs> because you're brilliant as a host um, and thanks for yeah thanks for having me on your podcast thank you Hope you enjoyed this episode if you haven't already subscribed please do subscribe and share the podcast with anyone you think would love to listen until next time take care and stay safe